Chapter 3 Goma's Lair Mino's screams faded into the distance, and the spider sprang towards Link with frightening speed. Move, Link! Navi yelled. Her shout brought him back to reality, and then the spider was on top of him. With the paralyzing crunch, it rammed him into the dirt, knocking the wind out of him. Pinning him with its two front legs, it raised its fangs to strike. Barely minutes ago, the great Deku Tree had called him courageous. Link could not help thinking the ancient guardian was wrong. He screamed in terror, flailing against the limbs that held him down as a dozen eyes met his own. A, a small blue ball of light went flying into one of the arachnid's eyes. The spider froze, its dripping fangs hovering just above Link's abdomen. Use your sword! Navi yelled as she started belting the spider. Link regained his senses, tugging his sword free of its sheath. He lunged the blade into the spider's face and was rewarded with a horrible screech. The spider sprang back, hissing madly. Link scrambled away, swinging his sword wildly as though this might deter the spider from eating him. He nearly struck Navi. Hey, swing that thing properly! She shouted, darting out of the way. The creature skittered forward. Link rolled out of its way and found himself against the tunnel wall. Following Mito's lead and running back out of the tunnel seemed a tempting idea. Instead, Link sliced his sword into one of the spider's legs, severing it. With the hiss of pain, the arachnid turned to face him. Oh no, that just made it mad. Both Navi and Mori tried to distract the spider by flying into its face. This only got the creature's attention for a second, but it was just long enough for Link to jump onto its back and drive his sword into its carapace. Well, that was what Link had planned on doing. In reality, his sword slid against the spider's thick armor without leaving a scratch. The unexpected resistance took Link by surprise, and he lost his grip on his blade. A sudden and wild motion from the spider sent Link sprawling to the soft earth. He rolled, scrambling onto all fours and fumbling blindly about the soil for his blade. Where is it? Navi, my sword! Link yelled. His cry caught not only her attention, but the spider's as well. Oops. Fortunately, still dazed from the dancing light of the two fairies, the spider took a moment to orient itself. In that brief interval, Navi flew to Link's side, and he caught a faint gleam of metal out of the corner of his eye. He scrambled towards his sword, just as the spider sprang towards him with a gleeful screech. Behind you! Navi screamed. Realizing he wouldn't reach his sword in time, Link rolled onto his back, snatching his shield and grasping its rib tightly in both hands. The spider loomed large, mandibles reaching for him, and in an act of utter desperation, Link slammed his shield into the spider's wounded head. With a hiss of pain, the monster retreated a few steps, giving Link time to grab his sword. As he did, the enraged arachnid leaped for him again. At the same time, Link spun in a graceful arc, slashing his sword across the creature's face. With a screech of agony, it backed away, oozing a trail of goo. Sensing his chance, Link ran forward and thrust his sword into the arachnid's side. With the final, almost inaudible screech, the hideous arachnid collapsed. Link frantically plunged his sword into the creature's head, stabbing it again and again. I think it's dead, Navi said in a hushed voice after Link struck the spider one last time. I hate spiders. The fact that the spider had even attacked him in the first place was odd. Normally, the great Deku Tree was able to control the animals within his domain. 
just like the creatures in the meadow, something had prevented the great Deku tree from stopping the spider. With trembling hands, Link wrenched his blade free of the spider. His legs were jelly, and his heart was racing faster than the wings of a hummingbird. Link tried to catch his breath, collapsing against the wall of the tunnel. I've never seen a Skulltula that big. Is it part of the curse? It might have been created by the curse. The creatures that first appeared looked nothing like that. Great, Link breathed, wiping his sword on the spider. More giant, creepy things. Mori flew over to them, looking far more shaken than Navi. Is... is it dead? She asked. I think so, Link replied, sheathing his sword. Link! A voice called down the tunnel. Link looked up towards the light and sanctuary of the glen. He could just make out sorry a silhouetted figure standing by the entrance of the hole. Is everything alright down there? She asked. Mino just came out screaming something about giant spiders! We're fine! The spider's dead! Link called back. Where is Mino now? The great Deku tree sent him back to the village. Do you want me to get Forens or someone to come with you? Saria asked. Link thought this might be a good idea, but Navi objected. We don't know where he is! If we wait, there is every chance the creatures inside the Great Deku Tree might escape! Brynn and Forens were some of the only Kokiri that Link was close to, aside from Saria, and he would have welcomed their company. Unfortunately, Brynn would be out hunting now with some of the other Kokiri, and as much as he hated to admit it, Navi was right. He'd have to go on without them. If I'm not back soon, get Forens to come and find me! Link called. Okay, be careful down there, Link! Saria called back to him. Don't worry, I'll make sure he stays out of trouble! Navi called up reassuringly. Link distinctly heard her murmur. I hope. Saria bid them luck and then disappeared. Link felt crestfallen, his heart aching now that he was alone with a fairy he barely knew. I wish Saria could have come, he thought, not sure he liked being alone with just Navi to keep him company. She seemed far too bossy and bad-tempered. It took him a moment to realize Mori was still staring at the spider with wide, vacant eyes. Navi noticed too. It's alright, Mori, she said. The spider can't hurt you now. This didn't reassure Mori. Navi's brow creased in concern, and she flew closer to the other sprite. You should go check on Mito. Why did you let him follow us in the first place? I didn't, Mori protested, snapping out of her trance. I tried to talk him out of it. But then he heard the great Deku tree was cursed. He was determined to follow you, at least until that spider showed up. Navi, why did you not tell me about the curse? Navi sighed and took some time to consider her response. Finally, she replied, The great Deku tree didn't want the other Kokiri to know. Mori glowered, and her wings buzzed in a sure sign of agitation. You could have told me, she said. I wouldn't have told anyone, even Mito. You know that- Navi opened her mouth to get a word in, but Mori gave her no chance as she continued. Everyone knows something's wrong. Why did the great Deku Tree want to hide the fact that something happened to him? And why did he only tell you? Link wondered if he should intervene. He eyed the two fairies, considering the idea. Navi drew a breath and let it out before replying. <sighs> I was there when the curse was placed on him. Mori meant mute with shock. What happened? Link said. With that, Navi recounted a chilling story. 
She spoke of a crisp autumn's night when a man cloaked in black entered the Kokiri's sacred abode and placed a curse upon the forest guardian. The man, Link realized, sounded disturbingly familiar. Did the man have red hair and dark skin? Link asked slowly. Navi shot him a quizzical look. He did, but... I think I've seen him before, Link said grimly. At the confused look the fairies gave him, he added, It was a dream. Recalling the sight of the small, blackened body lying beside his boot, its light forever extinguished, he suppressed a shiver. That still does not explain why you did not tell me, Mori said, glaring at Navi. The great Deku Tree thought he could fight the curse. He said it had manifested itself as a monster that dwelled inside of him. When he could not stop it, he asked me to get a link. I would have told you, Mori, but the great Deku Tree was sure he could rid himself of the curse and it would not be necessary to tell anyone. Do you think he's going to be okay? Mori asked anxiously. Navi trembled slightly, not answering. Link did not like her hesitation at all. I... I really don't know, she finally murmured. He'll be fine, Link said, trying to offer himself and his companions some comfort. We just need to find the source and stop it, right, Navi? Navi nodded in silent agreement. He noticed her bite her lip as she turned her attention back to Mori. Go and make sure Mito keeps quiet. Mori nodded. Okay, just stay safe, won't you? We will, Navi replied. And with that, Mori flew off, leaving Navi and Link alone. Gazing at the spider, Link felt dismayed. This was the third creature that had almost succeeded in its efforts to kill him. The knowledge that none of these menaces were responsible for the great Deku Tree's illness made him worried. Doubt crept into Link's mind. How is he going to stop this thing? No, I have to do it, Link thought. The great Deku Tree is counting on me. How about I lead the way? Navi suggested. Not really waiting for an answer, she zipped in front of Link, pausing only briefly to wait for him. He shook himself out of a daze, sensing the urgency in her flight. They walked further into the gloom, and soon the darkness closed in around them, the last vestiges of light from the outside world fading into nothing. It was only Navi's light that guided his passage now, her glow revealing the remains of more thick roots that crawled along the cave walls. Most of them were torn, and an emerald liquid oozed from the wounds like green blood. It's been eating the great Deku tree from the inside out, Navi murmured. Can trees feel pain? Link wondered, thinking that if they could, the great Deku tree must be in a great deal of agony. Not like we do, Navi said. Despite her words, she still sounded pained, her tone echoing Link's own concern. This spurred Link's determination. He had to stop whatever was hurting the great Deku tree at any cost. Navi led the way deeper into the cavernous tunnel. Thick, white spiderwebs soon threaded their way along the passage. Small spiders scattered, fleeing from Navi's light and scattering into the darkest recesses of the tunnel. Link moved more cautiously, listening for any sounds that might belong to a sculptula or something worse. Then something snagged his boot. He cried out in alarm, trying to tug his foot free of whatever had grabbed him. He envisioned some ravenous plant or beast emerging from the darkness and attacking him. Terrified, he hacked wildly at the darkness. It's just spiderwebs, 
Navi reassured him upon closer inspection. Spiderwebs. Link blinked and realized she was right. His boot had become entangled in a mesh of thick, white webbing. Oh, great. Now Navi probably thought he was stupid. He cut the webbing, thrashing his sword as though it were a wand. I'll be jumping in a mouse before long, he muttered. Mm, I don't think you're going to find too many mice down here, Navi assured him. Not with hairy legs back there. Link smiled weakly, glancing at her as he tried to reassess his first impression of the sprite. I guess she's kind of funny. Another few steps and the tunnel came to an abrupt end. Link only realized this as he went to put his foot down on what he expected to be solid ground. It was thin air. For a moment of total clarity, a voice in his head cursed him for the stupid mistake. Link screamed as he fell, and the slope rushed up to meet him. Pain flared through his body as he bounced once, then twice, and a third time. He rolled to a stop. The wind knocked out of him. The impact muted his senses, and for a moment, he could see only darkness. Navi's shouts of dismay seemed to come from everywhere, hurting his ears. Are you alright? She shouted. Ouch. He croaked weakly. He pushed himself up into a sitting position and shook his head. Then, he felt something jab into his back. Realizing it was his bow, he took the weapon in his hands. That was when he realized the bow's wooden frame had snapped cleanly in half. Oh no, he exclaimed mournfully. It's okay, Nava reassured him, flying closer to get a better look. You can always get a new one. But sorry you gave it to me, Link pointed out dismayed. I'm sure she won't mind. These things happen. Besides, Sari is probably going to be more upset about that pot you broke and tried to hide. A faint and playful smile tugged Navi's lips, and Link almost laughed. Do you need to rest? She asked more seriously. We can probably stay here for a moment if you need to. Link shook his head. No. We're supposed to be helping the Great Deku Tree. If you're sure... I am. Unslinging his quiver from around his shoulder, Link dropped it and lay his bow beside it. Link was completely disorientated after his fall, unsure which way he'd come, so Navi had to take the lead. Just as the cave walls began to close in around them again, Navi's light touched something up ahead. Realizing it was a Skultula, Link tensed and crept closer. His sword held out the ready. He quickly realized there was something wrong. Something had pierced the spider's armor before flipping it on its back and devouring the creature's belly. What do you think of that? Link asked, feeling ill at the sight of the gooey innards. Images of another monster that he hadn't met yet flashed through his mind. It was probably another Skulltula, Navi reasoned. Let's hope it was the one you killed. Link hoped she was right. Either way, he realized it was silly to assume it was something bigger. The unfortunate arachnid could have just been a victim of cannibalism. Swallowing thickly at the thought, he looked for another tumult that would indicate the way forward. It was starting to feel like they were traversing an abandoned rabbit warren. A very large rabbit warren. Navi seemed to sense that they were going the right way. Link didn't understand how exactly, but she said she could feel the way forward. She made it sound like she could smell the curse and was guiding them towards it. The deeper they delved into that never-ending labyrinth, the more Link began to despair that neither Forens nor anyone else would be able to find him. And that was when they found the first nest.
It was in a cavernous chamber, infested with leathery eggs grouped in large clusters. Judging by the shell fragments scattered across the cavern floor, some of the creatures had hatched. Once or twice, Link saw an egg bulge as whatever was inside them moved. That made Link tense. What are they? He whispered. A part of him was convinced that if he spoke too loudly, the larvae would hear him and hatch. The more likely scenario would be that whatever had laid these eggs would hear him and come to investigate the intruder dwelling in the nest. I think they're Goma eggs, Navi answered, sounding surprised as she flew closer to one of the larger sacks. Very big Goma eggs. Usually they're no bigger than your average plant seed. Link had seen Gomas before. Normally they were small parasites that occasionally infected trees. These creatures, on the other hand, were much larger. Do you think these might be connected to the curse on the Great Deku Tree? He asked. It's possible, Navi mused. I can sense we're getting closer. They kept moving through the dark confines of the cave, the thick egg clusters spreading far beyond Navi's faint light. There were dozens of them. Too many to count. Each egg stood about two feet high and twice as tall as they were wide. Navi was right. Anything that laid eggs that size must be enormous and more than capable of digging a tunnel beneath the Great Deku Tree. What would happen if the creatures in these sacks escaped into the forest? Would they attack more trees? That would not bode well for the Kokiri. Gomas only eat plants, right? Link asked, racking his brain for anything else he could recall about them. So... If they only eat plants, then they won't attack us. That doesn't mean they aren't dangerous. Navi's answer was not reassuring. They soon came to the last of the egg clusters and arrived at the edge of a gurgling stream. Here, at Navi's suggestion, Link gathered up some pebbles and placed them in his bag. They might come in handy later if he needed the slingshot. He was just gathering up the last stone when... Look out behind you! At Navi's cry, Link whirled around! A single goma, as big as a hound, was staring at him with its single bulbous eye. It hissed threateningly, crouching as though preparing to pounce. Four more gomas stood behind it, slowly spreading out in a line. The first goma leaped towards him, opening its mandibles wide. It fell onto Link's sword, heedless of the sharp steel that slid straight through its open maw. The creature gurgled pitifully and then fell. Bracing his feet firmly on the ground, Link wrenched his sword out of its mouth and whirled to face his other attackers. The four remaining Goma dashed towards him. Heart racing, Link brought his shield down in front of him just as one of the creatures slammed into it. With a quick slash across the eye, he sent the creature screeching away. Behind you! Navi yelled. Link spun around. Another larva collided with his shield, knocking itself senseless. Link thrust his sword into the creature's eye with a sickening... <laughs> he tried to yank his sword free, but it had lodged firmly into the parasite's carapace. The other two Goma were bounding towards him. Abandoning his futile attempts to pull his sword free of the dead Goma, Link stepped back as his foes pounced towards him. They crashed into each other, landing in a heap between Link and his sword. Link reached into his bag and pulled out his slingshot. Quickly putting a pebble to it, he pulled back on the rubber and stretched it taut. Link let the rock fly, striking the closest Goma in the eye. It fell into the screen with a screech and a splash. Retrieving his sword, Link slew the remaining parasite while Navi checked on the one in the stream. The last Goma was nowhere in sight, not even the telltale glow of its eye. Resigning his search for the escaped Goma, Link traversed deeper into the cold, dank cavern. A wide fissure in the rocks up ahead, big enough for five Kokiri to stand side by side, led Link into yet another tunnel. It opened up into a spacious chamber where Navi's light brushed against the gnawed remains of ancient roots. 
I don't like the looks of this, Navi said. Link noticed the fear creeping into her voice. Whatever is hurting the great Deku tree, it's very close. A strange chill settled over him, and he thought he heard the shallow breathing of something deep in sleep. He strained his ears to listen, but heard nothing. Navi, he whispered, tensing as every hair on his neck stood on end. Do you get the feeling something is watching us? Something wet trickled down the side of his face, and he wiped it on his hand. It resembled the sticky resin of a tree root mixed with something else. Saliva? He looked up. A single red eye watched him, its steady gaze unwavering. Link took a few steps back and shivered as the creature's pupil followed him. Navi, he whispered. What is that? She never got a chance to answer. With a frightful hiss, the monster launched itself off the ceiling and crashed to the cavern floor. The force of the impact knocked Link off his feet. Quickly scrambling back up, he came face to face with the largest Goma he'd seen yet. It was as big as his treehouse, if not bigger. It brandished two sharp claw-like appendages threateningly, displaying pinchers that could have crushed rocks. He knew that without a doubt, this was the Goma Queen. The monster screeched a deafening challenge and ran towards Link. Her jaws opened wide to reveal the teeth within. At that moment, Link considered fleeing for the safety of the Great Deku Tree's meadow. Instead, he threw his sword at her eye. She blinked and the sword bounced off the thick carapace of her eyelid. Without thought, he leaped for his sword. Growling in frustration, he slashed at her hide, his sword scraping uselessly against the chitinous armor. Link, get back! Navi exclaimed. Don't get so close to her! Heeding Navi's warning, Link tried to dash to the side. With the hideous screech, the giant parasite struck him with the side of her leg. He slammed into the cave wall opposite with a sickening blow. His head spun, his side ached, and his blood trickled down the side of his face. He did not have long to ponder as the Goma closed in. One of her claw-like appendages swung down, slicing through the air. Link dashed to the side. He was too slow. The claw slashed the side of his leg, tearing through flesh. He screamed as the Goma's claw slashed down towards him again. He clambered out of the way, letting the Sir Sharp appendage slam onto the rock beside him. She's going to kill me, Link thought. He couldn't break the Great Deku Tree's curse. The Goma larvae would escape into the forest, and he could only begin to imagine what kind of damage they would do. No, I can't let that happen. The thought of what might happen if he failed helped rekindle Link's dwindling resolve. He could not let that happen. The gargantuan parasite snarled as she lunged forward, her mouth opening in anticipation of a tasty morsel. Link fell back, landing hard. He scrambled madly away from the Goma was almost on top of him as his hand closed around the cold surface of the rock. With no other option left, he flung the stone hard towards the Goma's eye. The projectile struck, and the monster jerked back with an angry snarl. Link found a second stone and threw it. The Goma hissed again and halted in her tracks. The eye, Link thought. Her eye is vulnerable. Snarling and hissing, the Goma Queen backed away as Link sent another rock sailing through the air. I have to strike its eye. There was only one thing he could think of, and it was crazy. Standing up, Link held his ground as the Goma overcame her irritation. This is insane, he thought. This is really insane. Link, what? Navi's startled cry was lost as Link unleashed a scream of defiance. He ran towards the Goma Queen. Navi gave a horrified shriek, 
probably sure that Link had just lost his mind. Link kept running. His wounded leg begged him to stop, the pain pulsing with each step. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Whatever the Goma Queen was expecting Link to do, running full pelt towards her was not one of them. She paused mid-strike as Link grabbed her thick eyelid, wrenched her lower lid down, and plunged his sword straight into her eye. The Goma lurched back with a horrible shriek of agony. Link held onto his sword for dear life, fearing she might dislodge him. He clawed at the beast's chitinous hide, and then, holding on firmly, he wrenched his sword free with his other hand. He jumped to the ground, landing on his feet. He gasped as blistering pain tore through his bloodied leg. A foul goo oozed from the Goma's wound, and Link nearly retched the sight of it. The monster was thrashing now, and Link retreated as fast as his injured leg would allow. The parasite snarled, smashing blindly into the rocks behind her. Then... she fell. Link! Are you... what are you thinking? Navi spluttered. That was... Crazy? he asked. She nodded mutely, apparently shocked beyond words. Grasping his sword tightly, Link limped towards the Goma. With difficulty, he hurled himself onto the Goma's carapace and drove his sword straight into her wounded eye. The anguished screech of the dying Goma Queen disturbed him as he realized how much pain she was in. He'd always hated killing, even when it was necessary. The Kokiri always murmured a prayer to the animal's spirit when they hunted, usually a few short words to ask the animal for forgiveness and to usher it on into its next life. He reminded himself that the Goma was a curse, but that didn't stop him from sensing her pain, or from noticing her trembling beneath him. It troubled him far more than killing a larvae, or a scultula. He wondered what kind of person used animals as a curse. To do that seemed so cruel. To a Kokiri, it was unthinkable. Was the Goma Queen and her young victims of some magic? She didn't seem so evil then. I'm sorry, he whispered. He plunged his sword into the Goma's eye one last time. Her hissing stopped, and she went still. Link's legs buckled. He fell from the Goma Queen's body and struck the rocks below. He lay there, dazed and hardly aware of the jarring pain in his left shoulder. He groaned, sitting up as Navi joined him. I... I can't believe you did that! Navi exclaimed as she reached him. <laughs> Nor can I. Link admitted. You nearly gave me a heart attack, Navi said with exasperation. Don't you ever do that again. I don't plan to. Good, said Navi. Her eyes fell on the dead Goma Queen. Well, I don't think too many Kokiri have done that the first day they got a fairy. Link laughed weakly. Now that the fight was over, his injuries made themselves known, and he groaned in agony. We did it he repeated faintly, before grimly checking the gash that ran along his injured leg. Despite having never seen so much blood, Link managed to stave off the panic that almost gripped him. He reached into his bag for one of the bottles of Fairy's Tears. Link realized that one of the clay bottles had shattered. The second bottle was still intact, but to his dismay, there was only a mouthful of Fairy's Tears left. He swallowed it and shivered as a tingling sensation crept across his skin. The painful bruises on his face subsided while the cut on his leg began to mend. It did not heal completely. It doesn't look so bad now, Navi said as she inspected the partially mended wound. Just try not to put too much weight on it. Nodding and trusting that Navi was right, 
Link took one last look at the dead Goma Queen. He had done it. Feeling too exhausted to relish in the fact he had won, he breathed a sigh of relief. <sighs> the curse was broken. <sighs>